Hey, this is Skin Diamond, and you're listening to Mad Scientist Party Hour. Welcome back to another episode of Mad Scientist Party Hour. My name's Kevin Kraft, joined once again by a man fully nude from the waist down and is currently jacking his boner off with a handful of scudigeras. That's the dragon, Jeff Clark. Where's my left hand? Where is it? And transmitting to us from Hades, the burning Booger-eating, melted pile of flesh, beard, and acai. Shuddy boy. Hades, isn't that like hell in mythology? Yeah, but only Greek people go there. Greek people, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody else goes to a different hell. Right. Right, okay. Just making sure I'm... On the same wavelength for you guys when you're referencing your Greek mythology. Yeah. that's That was one of your specialties, wasn't it, in college? Greek mythology? Yeah. No. Isn't that what you no, studied? unfortunately. I actually was pretty good at mythology just because I, uh, I learned it twice. One for, like, Greek studies or, like, Greek mythology. And then I took Latin class in high school and we had to learn about Roman mythology. Oh, carpe diem, bitches. Which is pretty much the same thing. It's just the names are changed on the gods. Yeah. I mean, well, speaking of Greeks, I know we're a little bit behind because they've been over, but did you guys watch any of the Olympics at all? I watched a ton of the Olympics, actually. Whoa. Really? Why? Yes. Um, because it, it was kind of a... Usually the times are so different, but prime time... East Coast was when the, the stuff was happening live. So I would just get really baked and put it on and I'd paint my custom He-Man, my action figures, but it would just be on in the background, like skiing and snowboarding, occasionally curling. I tried to watch the USA, Canada women's hockey gold medal match. Oh yeah. I remember you t- texting us about that. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, I, I watched bobsledding, luge. I just, I don't know. I do not know why I was so drawn to the Olympics this this go around. But it was a big joke in the house that I was sitting watching the Olympics again. Because I, it, it is the only thing I have used our Peacock subscription for. Really? You don't watch the, um, the super fan episodes of The Office? Nope. That have like 10, I, they're pretty, they're pretty sweet. I have I used my Peacock subscription more during the two weeks of the Winter Olympiad than I did the whole prior six months. Dude, combined. you should watch the new MacGruber series. I I'm thinking about it. That's it's, on the list. It's fucking awesome. But yeah, I, I actually did watch quite a bit of the Olympics. I even watched some of the stuff that probably was not like if I wasn't stoned, I probably wouldn't have had the patience patience to watch like the biathlon. 
Which is, is that where you ski and you shoot? Yep. No, I think it's <laughs> when you sick. suck a dick and lick a pussy. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I I did watch a lot of the Olympics. I watched none of the Olympics. My cousin was supposed to go to the Olympics, but he just couldn't make it. He he was like edged out in uh, snowboard trials. So he's uh, was he's the youngest member of the men's uni- United States snowboarding team, hoping to be a part of the Milan Olympics, which are in a couple of years. Um, That's pretty. Which sick. will be much much better than the Beijing Olympics, especially years after this whole COVID thing. Um, hopefully, you know. So, you know, it was, I know it was pretty awkward for him or just for the uh, competitors with the whole COVID stuff and in Beijing, but I didn't get into it at all. I, I'll watch, I used to watch some of the winter Olympics, some of the winter Olympics. I, I, I prefer the summer Olympics just because it's got basketball and <laughs> we're really good at swimming. And I really like watching us win swimming. I don't know. Um, but like, I, I just, I don't know. I can't really get that into the. <laughs> Right. I can't get that into the, the uh, Winter Olympics. I think, I, I think I think part of the draw was I wanted to see what my peers in the snowboard world were doing. Since I'm now <laughs> my one of fellow, them. My fellow professional snowboarders. <laughs> yeah, since you're a contemporary. <laughs> yeah. Trying to see if anybody out there is as good as me. <laughs> uh, I kind of think the Olympics are like a front for a child pedophilia organization. I, I oh, that seems like logical. I feel like that guy, Larry Nasser. (laughs) Seriously. I mean, how many gymnasts, gymnastics coaches or medical professionals have some sort of end up getting popped for fucking sexual molestation. Like that guy, Larry Nasser was like the head doctor for us gymnastics. And he, I don't know. He's doing what? 700 years in jail. (laughs) (laughs) Something like that. Like I I heard, I heard a mechanic one time got busted for, pedophilia i think they all might be it what do you oh mechanics too yeah he's making fun of your generalization jeff um but i i don't think that jeff is necessarily as far off base as kevin is making it sound um you think the greeks started the olympics however long ago to the Greeks did start the Olympics. I'm not going to dispute that fact. No, but, but in not... order to have like a a kid fucker legion? No, but... Well, I, I don't think you understand that the Greek Olympics were not quite in the same vein as... All right, well, this Olympics. is fun. Um... <laughs> yeah, well, why don't you fucking host the show better? You brought up the Olympics. I don't know. What do you want me to do? I thought I was saying something interesting in MSPH... You mentioned the theme. Olympics. Of course, I have to talk about kid fucking. I mean, how can I don't you know. bring up a topic if I'm not supposed to talk about kid fucking? The Puminati come in here for our hot takes, and I gave him one. <laughs> I gave him a hot take. All right. And there's a big, to Shuddy's point, there is a big difference between the Greek, original Greek Olympics, and then the World Olympics that they started 2,000 years later. Big difference. But yeah, this they probably was- did start it for child molestation. That's- I mean, wrestling in the Greek Olympics was naked, so... Dude, yeah, one of the hottest is- takes... Dude, one of the hottest takes I ever heard was in sports management class. And the guy who actually was acu- or accused Roger Clemens of taking steroids that he gave him, he, uh, 
He was indicted by the Congress, guy Brian McNamee. I talked about it on this podcast. He once said that the WWF or wrestling started as like uh, a, as a, as a male prostitute service that Vince McMahon's father ran himself. And it was like the hot, it was like, the, it blew my mind when I hear that. And I don't believe it's true, but fuck, fuck. Was that, was that a, a take? One of the craziest things I've ever heard said out loud. And it was in class. I'm just jealous that Shuddy Boy, when you put on the cock and watch the Olympics, you got cool stuff on there. Because every time I tried to watch it, like I wanted to see, I did see a little bit of snowboarding. I saw <clears throat> the, the snowboard cross, which I always find entertaining for some reason. That, I, that, it, it's crazy because half of the stuff at the Olympics now, you used to only be able to watch on Winter X Games. Like, snowboard cross. Yeah. Is that the cut. racing? The snowboard yeah. racing? Yeah, that's the four <clears throat> or six deep snowboarders going down the same hill. It's they just so crazy know. how they glide, like... Like they all like they all glide the same way, and nobody wants to get too much air. So like they leave a, a tiny little ramp and get the lowest amount of height possible, and then just perfectly land on the other side. It's kind of cool watching it all be so slick, even though it's not you know the most entertaining thing in the world. Earl, they have to know that if they just got physical, like if you if if the sport allowed for like punches oh yeah or for like knocking each other down like you could be professional like people would pay to watch that oh yeah i, I mean i think they should do like uh that road rash game on yes. on playstation yep. or sega genesis give them weapons yeah okay. have like little hooks with chains dangling so you can pass them and grab like a, a chain and then just beat the fuck out of the person next to you i think if i i think it was a little bit more aggressive in its early stages like in the early winter X games, I, if I remember correctly, I think there was a lot more pushing and shoving and it was a little bit more gangster than so it they is had now. to refine it when it got into the Olympics. Yeah. I think all of that's been refined you know quite what? a bit. I'm back on your side, Jeff. They are a bunch of kid fuckers. This is bullshit. Right. I mean the road, road rash, road rage. What did you just road rash. Was, road rash. Road Rash, that fucking video game is awesome. We've talked about that, that a number sick. of times recently too. I mean, That's small perfect... tangent. They just announced um, in a very in kind of a similar game, Twisted Metal is going to be a series on the cock yeah. with Anthony Mackie. I saw that too. The, I didn't really like Twisted Metal. I can't. I can't like visualize what that would look like. But Me I either. might give it a shot. It does. Or, sound were you cool. a Twisted Metal player? Yeah, I like Twisted Metal too. Because it had like a lot more unlockable hidden things, like you could destroy the uh, the the Eiffel Tower, and it falls over and creates like a little offshoot that you can go, like a hidden area. I like so that was, stuff a lot. So was that was like one of the first PlayStation games, right? For the first PlayStation, I don't I remember. Literally, the order, but... just played Twisted Metal two, and I don't remember how. I actually never had PlayStation. I was rocking the Nintendo 64 and I was on like the edge of like, I don't know, asking for PlayStation for like Christmas. But then like play, I knew PlayStation 2 was going to come out. So I just, just completely changed over to PlayStation 2 moving forward. I think I point, had, but I never got the first one. Play it on the PlayStation network somehow. 
Oh man, I got to figure that out because that was sick. I hope. No, me and the, the show... kids were all playing it, taking turns playing it. Like li- I swear to God. I believe you. Over Christmas. I believe you too. Let me see. This is gonna bother me. Hopefully, to sort of piggyback off the um, the heat of a new show coming out about it, that'll get them to revive maybe some HD versions or. I don't know if Shuddy, if you're saying you can already play it, I kind of want to play that. I'm sure the graphics will be a bummer. You always look back on games with fond memories, but for some reason, like N64 and PlayStation One stuff aged, I'd say worse than NES or Super Nintendo or Genesis stuff. There's just archaic polygons and yeah, blobby shapes. Like a, a weird bridge from the graphics that we have now. Yeah, to like. Uh, from from like Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, like side scroller games that yeah. were just super fun, right? Man, I'm but, t- the yeah, fuck it, we can move on to something else. Don't you guys have something to rake me over the coals with? Yes. Oh Kevin. yeah, some kangaroo court. Shuddy, serve this one up to him because I'm still trying to understand what. You, uh, the charges you're about to arraign Kevin on. It has been brought to my attention by some... Some spies? I I wouldn't say spies. Some Puminati who have spent the last 10 years, 10 plus years, believing, you know, that you were a certain kind of person and trusting the words that came out of your mouth. And now after some recent revelations on the Jason Ellis Patreon show, they don't know what to believe about you anymore because uh, according to everyone, including me and all the years I've known you, which is over 20 at this point, uh, the, the lie that's always been fed to all of us is that you do not eat onions. Yeah. Man, That's you dragged that out so long that I stopped paying attention. What'd you say? Kevin alleged over the years that he doesn't like onions and does not came eat out them during right at any in any form in any way. He spits on them, he hates them, he wants to vomit when they pass his lips. Blood dark. <laughs> Yeah, like we've talked about you having to eat onions as like a punishment and that being like the worst possible punishment you could get. And now um, I was I led to believe that you might you throw a fit in Panera bread because your sandwich came with onions on it. So what is this, Kevin? What is he talking about? Make sense of this because I don't get it. The most one of the most passionate Kevin Kraft takes that I've ever known since since I've since I met you. It's like one, you don't like sports, and two, you don't like onions. Yeah. And I think you actually, I always thought you dislike onions more than you dislike sports. I do. Because sports are boring, but at least they don't make me barf. But this is, this is what Shuddy Boy is getting at. So this whole thing got brought up on the Ella show about my hatred of onions. And then Jason, like it, there was an Ellis mania where I fought Will Pendarvis. And I knew Will was stronger than me and tougher than me and he was going to kick my ass. But I was still confident that I could make it through the first round. And Jason was like, there's no fucking way. And I was like... You had great moral support for that fight. I did. Shuddy Boy was in my corner. 
Probably the only time in my life he's been in my corner. <laughs> but I was I was so confident. I was like, Jason was like, okay, how about this? Let's make a bet. If you make it through the first round, I will put on a pair of rollerblades and rollerblade around the ring in front of the whole crowd. And if you lose in the first round, you have to eat onion rings off of a man's erect penis. Oh, that is that is not fair. <laughs> that is not fair at all. Did you turn that? You turned that deal down, he right? Did not. Of he course, no. I, those terms. Yeah, I was like, I am that confident. I will put that on the line. And that, and when that bet was made, if I remember correctly, the agreement was for a three-minute round. No, there was actually no round agreement, but all of the amateur fights were like two-minute rounds. So if you weren't a pro or a main event, your rounds, it was three two-minute rounds. Jason then, a week or two later after I agreed to that bet, changed the first round and only the first round to be five minutes. And I was like, oh, what the fuck? So I did make it through the first round, and I think like a minute, minute and a half into the second round, and Will and I were so exhausted like it hurt me to breathe. My lungs were so exerted. You were you did literally you were spitting blood. And he, then Will he, popped, he split your lip. Like I remember between rounds you rinsing water out of your mouth and spitting out some blood. And then Will after he won, the EMTs had to come in and and hook him up to oxygen. Jesus. So we both fucking went for it, but I did not have to eat onion rings off of a penis. And now Jason wants to do a bit, you know, try to get more, drive more traffic to the Jason Ellis Show YouTube. He's like, we should do a, an event where it's kind of like deal or no deal and a case gets opened and you either have to eat donut or an onion ring off of a dildo. And they started grilling me on my onion preferences because, like, obviously, raw onions are way worse than cooked onions. I will 100% scrape grilled onions, ask for no grilled onions, no onions in any way, shape, or form on all the food that I order. But I admitted to something that I've had in my back pocket for a very long time, and I sat on it for this long for this exact reason, because I knew shuddy and shuddy-like people would be like, hey, well, you you. So I admitted that when I go to Benihana, ever since I was a little kid, I never knew that there were onions in it, and I ate their fried rice. So Benihana fried rice is the one thing that I can eat with onions in it. And this is Shuddy's. This is Shuddy's gotcha moment. Well, that was that was a little different than what I heard. I thought I thought you actually ate the onion with the steam coming out of it. Oh no, at no, Benihana, no, no, no. nope. Like you went that far with it. No. And I didn't know I didn't know you anymore at that point. I wasn't sure if I if we could if we were friends or what it was, was going definitely on. Definitely more fun the way I told it to you. Yeah, for sure. I thought yeah, I thought that there would be a lot more um I don't know, cross examination in this kangaroo court. But I, I with the way he explained it kind of makes sense. That's I mean, that's it's how like it a came nostalgic up. Thing. Was the, the just the ring, the onion it's ring. All him. Can, yeah, it's all in his head. It's not that he doesn't actually dislike onion. Well, that's not true. Because Shuddy, you've you've even been out with me before, where I ordered something without onions, took a bite, and then barfed because they didn't take the onions off. 
but I've also watched you eat Benihana completely oblivious to there being onion in the fried rice and have no problem. So it's not the onion per se is all is my take on it. Well, this is my this is my rebuttal. Benihana is so fucking bomb. I mean, and it's such an incredible establishment. Be- Benihana is not on trial here. There is nothing. Benihana is not to blame for any of this. No, I'm just using the the epicness and wonderful establishment. Praise be to Jeebus. Thank you for Rocky Aoki for creating such a splendid restaurant chain that is such a beast that even they can get me to eat onions in their fried rice. Well, I don't like but how you've spun this. If Shuddy, you remember when we were in Weehawken and we would get very stoned and order perhaps the most delicious Chinese food in existence, Great Wall, I always got my fried rice with no no onion. I'm, again, not disputing all of the the shady things I've seen you do to avoid oh onion. I'm just... I'm questioning the validity of all those moves, and is it really just a long con? It yeah, and how would how would why would you not get the onions taken out of the Benihana fried rice? Because he didn't know they I were didn't... there is his argument. Yeah, I was yeah, eating my whole life. They now. make it right in front of you. Okay, well, because well, no, I was a little kid. Like we used to go to Ben. I come from a Benihana family. Yeah, we're a twiz- Benihana loyalist. We're a Twizzler family. We, so much so that we took you to Benihana in Vegas that Ellis, when we were out there for an Ellis Mania the last time because it was around your birthday. We did? Yes. Oh, yeah. Remember they sat those two random people on a date with us and Angel was wasted and wouldn't leave them alone? Oh, Yeah. and then we walked two miles back to the hard rock oh yeah that sucked angel's a bit of a villain let me tell you so i mean i forgot what i was gonna say but that is that is my defense when i was a little kid i was we did every every event was at benihana i lived in a house with you know my grandparents my mom my uncle a bunch of my aunts and anytime it was somebody's birthday, Benihana was the venue. The Benihana in Short Hills, New Jersey, just crushes. And I was so like enamored with what was happening. And honestly, at that point, I didn't even know onions were my hated things. I wouldn't eat salads. There were like vegetables I avoided because I hadn't pinpointed what the thing was that made me barf all over the place. So I avoided a fuckload of things. But I must have never noticed because there's a huge show going on and little fucking rambunctious Kevin with his ADD at its zenith was just overwhelmed. My senses were overwhelmed. They snuck it by me, these crafty bastards. They got onions in my fried rice and I ate them and never knew. And then once I got older and realized onions were the culprit and I saw them chopping it up and putting it in there, I was like, hey. And my family was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. I was like, that, why did why are they putting onions in? And they're like, Kevin, there have always been onions in it. And it was I was like I was like uh, Willem Dafoe in in Platoon. I fell to the ground on my knees and raised my my arms to the heavens. Just went, ah! But 
I powered through. I think the verdict is he's secretly an onion lover. Yeah, I'm I'm really I don't know. This is confusing. Cause like your hatred for onions to me was so aggressive that you could pinpoint them in any type of dish and be like, well, fuck, this is ruined because of onions. Yeah, and now the, it's possible I've that that's not the say, case. I can't eat that because I'll taste the onion that was taken off of it. Yeah. Look, I don't I don't claim to understand the magic that Benny Hanna works. But Benny Hanna, it's the only exception. I, I I wish I had a better explanation. So are you willing to at least concede or admit that other places could have that same uh, effect or, or same like luck with onions, incorporating onions in their dish, and maybe you don't notice it, and every time you try out a restaurant or a new one, you just assume that they don't have that skill, and it's like a preactive measure proactive measure i feel like to do a service to us to yourself to the puminati once a month you should try a dish with onions yeah yeah you should re no this is i think that's fair i think you should revisit onions and you start out small like do the animal style at uh, In and Out, they have chopped up onions. They're tiny. They're because, in, uh, Kevin, they're in I, I've also, I've also, we've made many trips to White Castle. Yeah, and no matter what you ask for, no onions. The way they cook burgers at White Castle, you're getting onion. That's correct. And, and what I do is I disassemble the burgers because. <laughs> They, their patties have holes in them, and they what they do when you order a, a White Castle without onions, they just scrape it off the patty. But sometimes they'll graze a chopped onion into one of the beef circles. So I take the bun off and dig those out. Right. No, I. but they're steamed on top of onions. So onion is in the burgers, and you do fairly well with those. Yeah. Not. I mean... By fairly well, I mean there's the usual disaster that eating a, you know, four thing, four or more White Castle burgers due to your stomach that are not related to onions whatsoever. So maybe it's just you. You can do this. I think is what a long-winded way of saying that. Just what start small. An yeah, onion ring. Doesn't Rant Rant make a delicious? Like Asian pancake with onions that you had her not make with onions. Maybe you should go go back to that. Well, no, she actually put chopped green onions in it. Okay, and we did talk about this because I remember yeah. giving him shit for enjoying the green onion. So there, okay, now we I, have uh, two. let's let's get this. Let's just clear this up. I did not enjoy the taste of the green onions. I was I'm able. Text, I'm texting Rent right that right now. Ah, she's gonna listen to this anyway. I. I powered through it, and she knows this. Does she really listen to this? So she really heard that terrible thing I said? Was it last week or the week before? I believe so, Shuddy. Oh, jeez. Did you drop the N-bomb? You no. Go back and no, listen to that. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, look, I, 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 I know 100%. I cannot fuck with raw onions. Raw, white, yellow, red onions will fucking destroy me. The cooked ones, it's just, I don't know, like, I have eaten stuff before and be like, 
oh, and then I fucking spit it out, and like, god damn it, there's fucking grilled onions in here, cooked onions. And I know that there's stuff that gets flavoring from onions that I eat. Yeah, like a pasta sauce, for example. Yeah. You're 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 a novel, you're you're aware that that might have onions, and you're not. You know, you'll deal with that. Yeah. And then that's something you're well on the record with. I don't know. The way I heard it from Shuddy, I felt a little differently than I do now, but it does make me feel like like kind of how he feels where it's, it's mostly in your head and you're just a weird, neurotic little fucker. But, I mean, I knew that already. That's pretty much what makes this podcast. It's your dumbass neuroses. I mean, so. look, I... I... My mom hated onions as much as I did until she was in her 30s, and then she started liking them. I still, because Rent Ray likes to cook with onions, and she'll make stuff for her with onions and me stuff without, and just the smell of her chopping them up and cooking with them is enough to trigger my gag reflex. I do not think it's all in my head. Because I've, I've, I've been reached out to tons of people that are like, yeah, I hate onions as much as you do. They're fucking disgusting. I used to hate onions as much as you did until I was like maybe 18, 19, something like that. And when I worked at so. McDonald's, that was like the most common thing people wanted altered from their their meals. I think McDonald's onions like suck. Like they're real bad. I like them. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, we don't have to further beat a dead horse, but I thought it was a, it, it was an interesting kangaroo court to have. Now I am a little confused about your feelings towards onions. Uh, we do have to promote uh, the homie Kwame and his wonderful, delicious hot sauce, Oshido, which is in a contest. And one one fraction of the contest is social media voting. And it's kind of a bummer that right now the it hasn't sent out the tweets. I was texting with him earlier today about it. Jeff, you might know more than I do. No, actually, it sounds like you might know more than me. I was hoping that he emailed you the info, the additional info, because you're the host of this podcast and you do this stuff a lot better than I do. So that's why I I put it on your radar and I I assumed you guys connected afterwards. But yeah, we were we were texting a little bit today and Squarespace has like an award called the the Make It Awards. And Oshido is in the top 10 of the finalists. And the top four winners get, like, a grant and prizes to help the business out. And it gets, like, all the stuff gets judged. But there is a social voting um, aspect. Oh, this actually might turn out well, because we're recording this on a Monday. But the episodes always go up really late, and most people listen to it on a Tuesday or Wednesday anyway. So... I believe on Tuesday, Tuesday, March 1st, is when Squarespace's Twitter will tweet stuff out. Um, and of course, you'll see, you'll see us promoting it, um, directing people to help out. Um, so retweets, replies, and likes all count as votes. So if you follow us on Twitter, MSPH... Jeff Rowe record, Shuddy Boy, Kevin Craft sucks. We are going to make it easier for you to find them than to search out Squarespace's exact Twitter. 
Yep. Which is at Squarespace. I just followed them actually myself, but yeah, we'll, we'll uh, obviously promote the homeo shitto stuff. I just got a new package this past week. It's still goddamn delicious. It's epic. four flavors, meat, vegetarian, chicken, fish. Um, I know Kwame has been juggling a lot of things between his full-time job, uh, his wife, their kid is just turning one uh, next month. So he's had a lot on his plate and, Yet he's been doing this delicious uh, hot pepper sauce that we've you know talked about and promoted for a while now on this podcast. So just a little more help from the Puminati would be uh, would be great. And you know, Kwame has been so appreciative of all the help you guys have provided thus far. Just shouting out Oshido and, and purchasing it as well. So if you just do a little more and just vote and um, respond accordingly to the stuff we put out there that'd be a huge help yeah so the voting goes from tuesday march 1st to friday march 4th so it's only a couple of days i think voting ends at some point in the afternoon so is it it a vote once a day i think it's just it just counts one time i think it just counts interactions likes retweets and replies all gets factored in so Mm -hmm. We'll do our best um, to help push Kwame into the number one spot where Oh Shido 100% belongs. Because absolutely, God damn, I haven't met a single person that tried that and wasn't like head over heels in love with it. Nope, Shit. everybody that I've given it to has been very thankful for it. Yeah, it fucking rules. So, um, yeah, if you wouldn't mind helping us out, showing the Puminati flex, uh, it's helping out a good dude with a good product. Yep, and we'll share some more info once we get it. But yeah. look out at Squarespace on Twitter. Man, I watched. So I don't know if you guys saw it on my Instagram story, but Rent Rent revealed some shocking information to me that she had never seen. As somebody who's a giant Sandy Sandy Bulbul Sandra Bullock fan, she's never seen Demolition Man. So of course I own it <clears throat> on Blu-ray, and we watched it. Um, I mean, goddamn. It goes without saying, but fucking five dicker. Oh, for sure. That is, is that Jeff? You have to chime in, but is that an official MSPH classic? Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's a five dicker. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I wouldn't mind starting Demolition Queef, where we just watch Demolition Man once a week and do another hour podcast talking about it. So we just watch like 15 minutes and we break it down as far as we can. Yeah, we turn a 50, we take a 15 minute span of the movie and turn it into an hour and a half long. No, I say I say we we watch the whole two hour movie once once a week and just spend an hour sucking its dick. Because that's how Uh, great that movie is. Uh, yeah, I, I can't argue with how awesome that movie is. We'll, we'll leave it out there. I don't know. I don't know if I could commit to three, four hours a week, but yeah, it's awesome. It's if there was any movie that might be worth it, it, it would be Demolition Man. Yeah, but I mean, okay, she I feel th- that way though. How did she feel? So she she wasn't ready to declare it a five dicker, but she liked it no. more than she thought she would. Because she was like, I didn't realize it was going to be this silly. I'm I mean, like, yeah, it's that's an action rom com. That's why it's so good because the action's awesome and it's really funny. I mean, 
the this has some of the best running gags ever. The, there's no more toilet paper, and instead there's three silver seashells on a shelf. Yeah, he doesn't know how to use the shells. They never explain it. That's fucking genius. Like I was thinking about that when it when it came up. I was like, how do they actually use the seashells? Like, do you hold it in your hand so the rounded side is up, and then use like the ruffled ridges of the shell? to wipe your ass and it collects the poop and then you rinse the shells off or do you hold it sideways like like a like a straight razor getting a shave at a barber and you use that to scoop the poop out of your butt crack yeah i kind when i watched it as a kid i thought that we might be getting like seashell toilet paper <laughs> when we get older That's they should they just should like have the done flying that. cars it's never it's never happened they should have done that two years ago when everybody was like all the Pa- toilet paper shelves were empty in all the supermarkets. Just put seashells. Yep. Should have been sh- seashell time yeah. during the COVID the lockdown. Absolutely. I mean, Demolition Man takes place in 2032. It's only 10 years from now. Oh, I know. Who, know, who, who was, knows how, how much life is going to change in 10 years? Now, okay. That was the perfect opportunity so, to introduce the three seashells. It'll be so, post-World War III. It'd be crazy. Are you guys, would you be disappointed if 2032 is like Demolition Man or disappointed if it's not? I'd be probably disappointed if it was. Demolition Man was not a cool no. society, if we're being honest. Salt is illegal. <laughs> yeah, which, I mean, it could uh, help improve the, the public health and safety, but I, I definitely don't want to live in a world where there's no salt. I fucking love salt. I want the tech. I don't want the social constructs of Demolition Man. Yeah. Like, there's no more sex. You have virtual sex. Well, I thought the people that live underneath, like, uh, the ground, the Dennis Leary people, I thought they do they do shit normally. Yeah, but they also eat rat because that's all the meat they can get, so. Yeah, they that's eat true. rats and live in a sewer. Do you, do you know how funky somebody's butt crack and vagina and your penis are going to be with the sewer life? I mean, I'll take whatever I can get at this point. I'll go down there in the sewer and beat it up. <laughs> Just kidding. Well, I wonder if there's like a like if the three seashells are like poop magnets, and you flip it on, and it just like vacuum sucks the poop out of your ass crack. I th- I like your original point where it is like the perfect bit because I can't. There are so many guesses on how to use a seashell. And none of them actually like sound right. Yeah, like it's impossible. In my opinion, it's impossible. But I just like the whole movie. Like, yeah, he doesn't know how to use it. They're like kind of laughing, laughing at him. It's like, what the fuck, man? So, maybe that should be the Oscar punishment this year. Whoever loses, whoever gets the least correct, oh. has to get three seashells and figure out how to clean their poopy ass after a dump. Well, I found the answer. Uh, is it like be- okay? Did was there like a Reddit forum or did like the writer of the movie have an answer? Uh, this is a quote from Sly Stallone himself. No, more way. important than any of that. Okay, what's, uh, what's he got saying say? that a explaining that a writer told him you hold two seashells like chopsticks, pull gently, and then scrape what's left with the third. Wait, how do you hold seashells like chopsticks? I don't. I feel like that wouldn't work very well. Yeah, and then and then inverting them, 
and scooping poop out of your ass. So you're basically <laughs> holding on. Right? And then I say that right? You know what I'm talking about, right? And yeah. then you have to and you have to go underneath. How many ha- hands In do my you case, I'd go this way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're going to end up clipping your nutsack with the, with the seashells. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to fucking squeeze my dick with the seashells. <laughs> Man, that's that's fucked up. Man. Yeah. Imagine how I felt the whole time as a back a front to back wiper. Like, what do you mean seashells? No, I don't want the seashells. And then who cleans your poop off of them? There's only three seashells on the shelf. Everybody's yeah, like, using them. Yeah, so then do you get up and go to the sink and wash them and then put them back? It seems like <laughs> toilet paper cuz cuz when he he when Sylvester Stallone comes out of the bathroom he's like I, I just got to tell you, you guys are out of toilet paper. And in this place, you got these three seashells. And then they're like, it was like when instinctual motivation was asked what his name is. And he looked at Jeff like. <laughs> seashells? You don't know the seashells? Sandra Bullock uh, goes, in the 20th century, they used wads of paper. They snicker like little bitches. Yeah, it's like, wait a second. So, the thing they wiped their ass with, they didn't have to carry to the shelf, to the sink, and wipe all the poop off of them and their fingers. They just wiped their ass through it in the toilet and got to go back to their life. Yeah, and Sandy, it's not the 20th century. It's the 20th, 19th, 18th, 17th. I mean, it just goes backwards. (laughs) We were always using toilet paper, as far as I know. Yeah. But, I don't know when the toilet paper I guess started. But. Man, that was a that was a hell of a revelation, Shuddy. The what I don't what I don't remember, and I need your help on because it's been a while since I've seen Demolition Man. Is Sandy Bullock hotter in Demolition Man or in Speed? Demolition Man. I thought that. Yeah. That's what I always thought, but I can't remember. I mean, it's hard to differentiate because she's so goddamn hot in both of them. But yeah, but she's like more aggressively hot in Demolition Man. It's like more of just like it's it stands out more. Yeah. She's futuristic hot, which is cool. Man, that was her prime. That was I mean, not her acting prime. She's, you know, she's even hotter nowadays like in terms of like a career. But what a goddamn smoke show back then. Yeah. So you didn't get a, an, a, an official grade from Ramrat? I didn't. I mean, I know what's her shit and what isn't. I knew she wasn't going to be blown away by it. Right. But you couldn't go further into your relationship without her seeing Demolition Man. Yeah, so it was critical. You did what was necessary. Yep. Yeah. Um, I've been watching some other stuff, too. Like, I haven't... I don't think I've seen anything new, but I've been trying to make my way through a lot of the movies that were nominated for Oscars. So oh, I can God. give you... A quick gamut of some of the stuff that I've been suffering through. Um, I'll start with one that wasn't even nominated for an Oscar. I, I got tricked. I thought the last duel had something, and once it once it was done, I looked and was like, "Oh fuck, that this was not nominated for anything." Hold on, I thought the last duel kicked ass. I'm very interested in what your thoughts are. It was okay. It was a little. Slow, um, pretty rapey, obviously. 
I mean, I mean, the duel at the end was fucking epic. That was awesome. Yeah, it was sick. Awesome. It was totally awesome, worth it. Awesome. Yeah. And I did appreciate the, the Rashomon style telling of the story. Like, it goes through, um, like, Matt Damon's account of how things happen first. Then it goes through Adam Driver's perspective and how he views how the whole events played out. And then the wife, the wronged party, gets the final say of, like, here's what happened. And then you just see the duel. And the whole point of the duel was like, okay, um, we obviously have no evidence and can't prove beyond a shadow of a doubt who is right here. So God will decide who is right. So whoever wins this duel, God has taken your side and whatever you to believe to be the truth is the truth. And it was, it was cool, but like Ben Affleck's hair, like why does, why is he Guy Fieri? Why does he look like he's in a ska band? Why does Matt Damon have a mullet? Why are they all French, but they have English accents? Okay, I, that's very particular, or that's something that I get behind. But like, what the hairstyle? I mean, whatever. I don't know why does that throw you off very much? Because he looked ridiculous. Ben Affleck and Matt Damon both look ridiculous. They had to have those silly haircuts. Like, would I mean, the story it's... not have made sense if Ben Affleck wasn't bleached and had a bleached soul patch? I don't know. I don't, I don't see how that's really deterring you or throwing you off at all. I mean, it's fucking, what is it, like 1400s France. I mean, they could have been doing a bunch of weird shit. Who knows? They didn't have bleach back then, did they? I don't I don't know. I, what the fuck do I know? <laughs> I don't know. Well said. All right. I mean, I'm um, just kind of learning what mammals are. I don't know. I don't know. France in the 1400s, they could have had bleach, perhaps. Let me pull these up so I can just give my quick dick sucking reviews on them. Um, I, I see. I really wish Shuddy. I wish Shuddy and the entire Puminati saw this movie because there's a lot of fun things to talk about. You're Matt Damon's 100% on the right, correct? Like you're 100% on Matt Damon's side in this one, right, Kevin? No, I'm on the wife's side. Uh, I fair wanted. Enough, fair I enough. wanted we Matt Damon. Consider the woman's opinion. We're just talking about the guys. <laughs> <laughs> I gave the last duel three and a half dicks. Ah, oh, jeez! I thought you could have given it a better score than that. I watched a uh, with the last duel. I watched the tragedy of Macbeth today on the bike, which I knew was going to be a chore. Because yeah, you're probably graded better than fucking last duel, you pussy, you onion eating pussy. <laughs> Any like anytime I start thinking that I'm like a fart sniffing. Letterbox D, art house movie nerd. I just watch something Shakespearean, and I'm like, oh yeah, I am very lowbrow. I don't get it. I don't get Shakespeare. Fucking kill me. Iambic pentameter is fucking stupid. Um, every like saying thou and doth. Eh, fuck off. That's a stupid way of talking. I hate it. Ooh, thou doth, uh, jacketh. My penis off, off yonder, vigorous thrusting, mushroom-headed jizz fly out across thine face thin. Shut up! One of my favorite conspiracy theories ever, though, is that William Shakespeare, like, didn't exist, or it was actually, like, a combination of a bunch of writers putting together his plays. Like, I heard it he wasn't stole a one guy from, from, like, a chick. That's another theory. 
Yeah, yeah. His women weren't allowed to write things, so he just some woman who was just like a beast of a playwright was cranking these out, and he was just like, "All right, well, I'll be the one that takes credit for it since you can't have any representation and, or whatever." And the best ra- uh, reason to pin all that down that I ever heard was, I guess he lived during um, the King James translation of the Bible. And they brought together like the best writers to help like do the King James, the current version of the Bible. And he wasn't invited. And that was like the best, like, like reason or explanation behind it. You know, maybe he didn't write all that shit. I don't know. That's very interesting to me. That's (laughs) a random thing. I just want to bring up that really doesn't have any staying power in this combo. But anyways, um, how many Macbeth dicks are you sucking? I mean, I'll give it credit. It had very, very cool shots. It was shot almost like uh, the the Seventh Seal, the Ingmar Bergman movie. It was you know black and white, very eerie, very creepy vibe to it. Everything was always foggy and misty. Um, I, I liked how they did the witches. The witches were super creepy in it, and there was a pretty fucking cool fight with Denzel at the end. Where he's he has like no weapon and this guy's coming at him as sword with a sword and he like fucks this guy up, knocks him down, and then he's like, Oh, I, I knocked your sword away and knocked you on your ass. Here, here's your sword back. Let's keep going. Oh, so there's gangster. Yeah, there's some gangster shit at the end, but it's you know, it's not like Akira Kurosawa used to do where he would like loosely adapt some movies on Shakespeare plays and just put his own spin on it. This was like I sure. think I think like word for word, the Shakespeare play just done on screen. Yeah, I mean it's pretty hard to beat how Akira Kawasawa used to do it. So yeah, I got you. Do uh like I I the, my nothing nothing sets my ADD off like people doing that thou and doth shit. Like I, I don't, hate that. I I cannot pay attention. I don't know what the fuck is happening. I might as well just put this movie on mute. Which is it? Sorry, my bad. What? I was going to say, is it? It was Baz Luhrmann who did the Romeo and Juliet with the so. DiCaprio, right? Yeah, and yeah, I, I just, I've never watched a movie from him ever again. I was just like, I'm done with this guy. I'll I, never do it. I again. watched that for the first time because I want to be a Leo completionist, and I don't understand how people don't talk about that Romeo and Juliet the way they talk about Gili, because that is an epic whiff, a molten turd. It was a huge success. I saw it in the theater. Some people swear by that movie. In, sophomore in high school. It's because it was Leo and Claire Danes. Yeah. I, I, mean, Claire da- I mean, Claire Danes at that time was like kind of like a mega star. Like that yeah. was like her peak. And if you really like go back and look at her career, that was probably like pretty much the final, like not the final thing that she did, but it was like, I don't know. I think it ruined her career moving forward. Like that was like the height of her success. And she fucking went down from there, I would argue. But yeah, I mean, Leonardo DiCaprio, even at that time was like such a mega star that that movie was always going to do well. Yeah. He wasn't though. I, that was before Ah. Titanic. No, I think everybody was, he was on the rise, but he, Claire Danes was the like the big star of the Romeo and Juliet. I feel like at that point, Claire Danes had a little bit more oomph behind her than Leonardo did. 
I don't necessarily disagree. Let's see. But I feel like everyone kind of thought Leo was the shit and was going to be the shit. I don't know. I don't know. But an interesting conversation we've had uh, at breakfast, me and my brothers, I would like to loop you guys into. that. Macbeth, that was done by one of the Cohen brothers or both of them? Yeah, uh, Joel Cohen. Okay. And the so acting we was, talking... was fucking awesome. Even yeah. though they were just squawking up a bunch of thousand farts and so the the conversation that we're having that would have been good for a podcast and since i do a podcasting i'm right up here it was we were discussing like the era of directors and who was best in um the cohen brother david fincher quentin tarantino paul thomas like class era because they're like in the same like you know what i mean like they're in the same, I don't know, for lack of a better word, universe or like same tier. You know where it's like yeah. stand-up comedians. There's like a class of stand-up comedians where it's like it's like Bill Burr, Kevin Hart, or like an SNL uh, class. Right, exactly. All right, so you know what I'm talking about. So who would you take? And there was another name that I can't remember. Fincher, Fincher, the Cohen brothers. Uh, Paul Thomas Anderson or Quentin Tarantino. My brother is a fucking huge film snob, so he went with Paul Thomas Anderson. I I struggle even bringing him up in this conversation. I actually think work by work, I'd go with David Fincher, but what are your guys' thoughts? Yeah, that's a tough one too because the Coen brothers and Fincher both have a movie on my Mount Rushmore. You got... Yeah, what, Fight Club and then... Fight, Fight Club and Big Lebowski. Yeah. And then Tarantino, but... And if Tarantino doesn't have a movie on your Mount Rushmore, he's got, I mean, how many bona fide Kevin Kraft classics does does Tarantino have? I mean, he's got a lot. I mean, to me, I put Pulp Fiction, Five Dicker. I have Inglorious Bastards as a Five Dicker. Django's a Five uh, Dicker. I couldn't get there on that one. I, I don't think, think I can. I get... think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is a Five Dicker close i mean they're fucking awesome movies i don't know if i can get there but but i hear you i I don't have much of an argument i don't know it's tough i might have to go with fincher yeah that's a tough one yeah i don't know it was interesting combo i don't know if you have any thoughts on this i I don't on either on that (laughs) fair enough i will say based on my research leo and claire danes were at approximately the same level when romeo and juliet came out and then was leo's next movie like titanic leo's next movie was marvin's room i haven't even seen that so so he did so basically what he did was growing pains then what's eating gilbert great then the basketball diaries then romeo and juliet so he was already oscar nominated because of gilbert great yeah 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 but that doesn't necessarily mean like movie superstardom. But I, we all saw it. I think with Basketball Diaries, and then like, she right, had this gone, guy's coming. Yeah, Little Women, My So-Called Life, um, to Jillian on her seventy thirty-seventh birthday. She was in the Soul Asylum video, and then she did <laughs> Romeo and Juliet. Sure, and then just uh-huh. a bunch of nothings really after that. So to circle back. Tragedy of McDeath, three dicks. And that's generous. Uh, I watched Spencer, 
Confidential? The, no, the Princess <laughs> yeah, Diana. <that's> right. <laughs> the Princess Diana movie with Kristen Stewart. Yep, with um, Mrs. Shuddy Boy. I thought that was out like next year. What? what why no, do they call it Spencer? Because that, that's her maiden name. I have no idea. <laughs> is that I only know that because it's I I well yeah, I mean I think it probably is common knowledge to a lot of people, but they they do mention it in the trailer <laughs> and call her Diana Spencer. So that's where I I, I learned know. it I, from. I didn't even see the trailer. <laughs> the, I mean the whole movie just takes place over Christmas weekend when the royal family is vacationing somewhere in the in like the boondocks. And it was sounds terrible. It was fucking boring. It was fucking boring. Like Kristen Stewart was good in it, but she did this thing all the time where she was trying to scratch her ears with her shoulder. Like every shot is her just like, (laughs) that one one was for YouTube. (laughs) Like just doing this awkward squirming thing, like rubbing her shoulder to ear to ear. And it was, I mean, yeah, she she did a British accent the whole damn movie. It was it was dramatic and stuff, but it was a lot of her just hallucinating and being bummed out that they're everything is so micromanaged when you're with the royals, and she kind of just wants to be alone with her kids. But that's about it. Like, of all the things that happened in Princess Diana's life, they just took one fucking weekend, a three day weekend. In some like castle, of Columbus her, Day weekend of her being bored, like it doesn't cover her getting married, the them dating. It doesn't cover her death. It's literally like those three days. And well, that's probably the, when the filmmakers were like, "We want to make a film on Diana." The royal fil- the royal family was probably like. Here, you can write about these three days. <laughs> I don't know. At that point, you just say, all right, fuck it. We're not making the movie because that's going to be this boring. This what's approved. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I did not. That was probably my least favorite so far of movies that are getting nominated for Oscars. I'll give that one two and a half dicks, but my guess is it's going to clean up. I think two and a half it dicks is. is what I also gave Way of the Dog or Power of the Dog, whatever that fucking boring ass movie was. Power of the Dog. You didn't fucking watch West Side Story, did you? No, and it crushes me that I try to watch every movie nominated for Best Picture that these fucking scumbags are forcing that on me. Like, at some point, I am going to have to watch that movie, and I fucking hate myself for it. I'm so pissed. Maybe this would be the, this should be the year that you just don't do this stupid shit. <laughs> I mean, Might be the year we start looking for his replacement, Jeff. Stupid shit yeah. is my brand. He doesn't need to host his podcast anymore. He can spend his time just eating onions like he always likes to do. You son of a bitch. I tell you, one thing I order without onions on it is that is my licorice pizza. <laughs> I watched that. Terrible. How was that? As a guy who's douchey, right? like a sucker for coming of age stories, and I like Paul Thomas Anderson when he's not doing like super, super old school stuff like... I don't know. I haven't seen Phantom Thread yet, but I'm not really pumped about watching blood, it. There Will Be Blood was good. Um, I didn't Did like you... Inherent Vice all that much. My brother thinks it, it's a Clark classic, I guess, because I agree that it's it's a five-dicker. Uh, how many dicks would you give There Will Be Blood? I got to watch it again. 
Gotcha. Okay. Not fresh enough, but I mean, Boogie Nights. Boogie Nights is fucking epic. Yeah. But like, I, don't, I think Magnolia is underrated. Magnolia's good. Yeah. Tom Cruise kills it. But Licorice Pizza. I don't know. That seems like it would be my jam. Like I like like I like Boogie Nights. I think that took place in the same era, right? The seventies. Mm-hmm. So seventies, Paul Thomas Anderson. Sure, why not? Um, I just don't get that Alana Haim chick. Like everybody in that movie wants to fuck her, and I don't get it. Like she, her acting was great, but uh. Again, I will, I will, I am fully, I have mirrors, I have reflective surfaces in my apartment. I'm, I'm aware of how unattractive I am, but I also am not very attracted to her at all. Nice. <laughs> so okay. it was kind of weird watching this movie where everybody is just like clawing over each other to try and fuck her. And then she kind of wants to fuck every guy that she meets. And it's also weird that Philip Seymour Hoffman's son plays a 15 year old. She plays a 25 year old. And he's just like endlessly trying to fuck her and she's kind of like semi into him and showing him her tits. And it is kind of... Some of these were a different time. I mean, yeah, look... Well, that, that's 15... how we excuse Roman Polanski. <laughs> 15-year-old Kevin would have loved to bone like a hot 25-year-old. But it's still like... Kind of can't... Yeah. <laughs> it's I still mean, weird we always putting high-five the kid that's that that fucks his high school teacher but we always look at the high school teacher like what the hell was that (laughs) there's a there's a gag in the the newest season of curb your enthusiasm about a teenager that fucks a hot older woman and how the guy is claiming that he was he's scarred and was taken advantage of and larry david just goes around getting everybody to confirm that no, that's he's not, there's no way he's possibly traumatized. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There's, there's no way that didn't help his confidence at a very young age. Yeah. Like it's, it takes place like during election time. So Larry David's in line and sees like an 18 year old, 18 year old kid. And he goes, so if a supermodel who's 20 years older than you, was into you and wanted to fuck you, would you do it? And would you, and kid was like, yeah, when's this happening? He's like, oh, it's not happening. But it was just, it was so fucking funny because of the way Larry David is just the best big asshole there is. (laughs) I got off on a long rambling tangent about that. I apologize. I'm with you, but I do like that's, even watching the trailer and then reading a little bit about it, hearing that like this 25 year old girl in the movie is into the 15 year old boy. I was like, I, you know what? I can't watch that for a couple hours. I'm good. I'm good on that. (laughs) I didn't know that part of it. That's a movie that I was thinking was going to be suggesting that we go see, but we, I guess like, I don't know, Kevin, you can explain it better. I don't know if it's too spoilerly, but this kid, Cooper Hoffman, Philip Seymour Hoffman's kid, play as like an up-and-coming child actor right or a successful child actor it's it's kind of weird because they only really get into that in the beginning and then then he's like off managing a fucking waterbed store and then an arcade it's just there's wasn't a ton of direction to the story it's just like here's a just a series of things happening 
Like, he's off doing his own shit, and then Alana's off doing her own shit, and the, the most entertaining parts were when Bradley Cooper was on stage. He's a fucking maniac. Yeah, I heard that guy who is based on a real character, a real, a real person, like, stole the show. Like, Bradley Cooper killed it. I mean, they wrote, he got written a great part, and he pulled it off awesomely. Like, he, he's such a fucking lunatic, he's like, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna put a waterbed in my 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 house, right? Yeah. Okay. If you fuck up my house at all, if you do anything to my house, I'm going to murder your family. Like that kid over there, that's your little brother. I'm gonna fucking kill him. I'm, I'll kill him in front of you. I'll kill your whole fucking family. He's just an utter maniac. And Bradley Cooper kills it. So anytime he's on screen, it's it's awesome. It's epic. But he's not in it that much. And then the rest of it, like it, it had good shots. It, there was some cleverness to it, but. I don't know, 3.25 dicks is about as much as I can suck for that one. Yeah, I, maybe Philip, or not Philip, he's rest in peace. Uh, Paul Thomas Anderson should just stay out of the 70s because Inherent Vice goes up there with like Looper as one of my most just disappointing, like one of the most disappointing <laughs> movie going experiences I've ever had. Yeah. So I couldn't, couldn't believe that that movie sucked as bad as it did. Yeah. And I don't know, like, I, I'm just turned off by that stuff. And I got, like, very similar vibes when I saw the licorice pizza trailer. Like, it was, if not marry me bad, shout out to Bonesy. <laughs> but but the licorice pizza trailer, like, I laughed when I was watching in the theater. Like, are you fucking serious? Seriously going to try to voice this shit on me, Paul Thomas Anderson? I mean, I will say it wasn't as bad as... Um, Inherent Vice. Fair enough. And then the final one that I watched was The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Yeah, I don't even know. I'll, I'll Google it. I saw that one. It's Andrew Garfield and oh, Jessica Chastain. Yeah, playing uh, Tammy Faye Baker and Jim Baker. Jim Baker, the televangelist. I got to say, she. If I were handing out the Oscars for for best female lead, I'd probably give it to her at this point. Let me see what the uh, the actual categories say. Because did Jessica Chastain get nude in it? No. Have we ever seen her naked? I don't know. I I thought she had some like yep the warlocks, Mister Skin. She probably does have warlocks, but I don't think she's ever revealed them. I like the ginger look on her too. I'm sorry, keep going. So that the it, she she killed it. She did like a great great performance. She also sang all of the music in it. So she basically covered all of Tammy Faye Baker's songs in the movie and they just re-recorded them with Jessica Chastain singing. She's got a great voice. Um she she I I feel like she knocked it out of the park even though it wasn't the most exciting movie I've ever seen. And I never followed these televangelist stories all too closely, but it seems like the movie worked overtime to paint her as kind of like a, almost like a liberal televangelist because she didn't want to get political. And she was like, I don't feel like we should use our platform for anything anything politics related. We should just spread the word of God and help people. And she would have AIDS patients on the show and talking about how homosexuality isn't bad, and then that would piss off Jim Baker and 
Who's that 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 other scumbag who got in deep shit? Jerry Falwell, that guy. Yeah. Who was uh played by Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah, and he was he was kind of scary as Jerry Falwell. Like anytime he was like commanding some the the direction of how things were gonna go in that whole world, I was like, oof. Yeah, that is one fucking churchy Joe Ned Flanders I would not want to fuck with. That guy is straight up scary. <laughs> Jerry Jerry Falwell or whatever his name is, a fucking evangelist capo, right? Yep. Like, yeah. Yeah, dude. Gangster. So, as I mean, that one definitely wasn't the most exciting movie in the world, but I see why she got nominated because she did kill it. And I think I gave that one three and a half dicks as well. So, so far, I mean, there's no five dickers that I've seen in the Oscar world. Yeah. I got to see, I got to look at the the best picture nominees. There there might not be any five dickers in there. Actually, Dune was in there, right? Dune was, I don't think Dune was a five dicker, but it was good. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like Dune is the, my favorite of the movies that I've seen, but uh, I don't know about his chances of winning. It's probably um, yeah. not boring enough. That's fair. That's Yeah. I it's mean, going so to be next? West Side Story, isn't it? Actually, I really like Look Up. You know, don't I'm look looking up. at Don't Look Up. Yeah, sorry. I'm looking at the nominees right now. You like Don't Look I, Up more than Dune? I think so. I actually think like I think Dune 2 is going to be better. I think it's going to be pretty sweet after they got past the like the world building stuff. I think when Z- Zendaya Let's yeah. say her name. I think when she gets a bigger role, the story will take off a little bit more. And I actually like want to cape or go a little harder for "Don't Look Up" because I I don't think it's getting the buzz that it deserves. Because I grant I haven't seen these other movies uh, outside of Dune, but it feels like it's got to be as good, if not better, than most of them. Like, are you have you seen Belfast yet? Have you reviewed that? I did. I don't think I reviewed it because when we were staying at the Airbnb for my dad's funeral, um, you know, there wasn't really much to do in the area we were at. So we watched a lot of movies in the Airbnb and one of them was Belfast. And I think it was myself, my mom, my sister and my grandma. And at one point in the movie, one of us was asleep. I think you did review it. Oh, yeah, it was or at least when we went over the Oscar noms when they were first announced, you made a point of saying how boring it was. Yeah. So you've seen King Richard, and that one you gave a pretty good review to, actually. I thought yeah. you liked that one, right? Yeah, King Richard was a four-dicker. Um, you you saw Nightmare Alley? Yeah. No. Yep. What, what was How many dicks? I think that's a four-dicker as well. I like Nightmare Alley. Yeah, I tried to watch it, and I couldn't get through it. But I was also pretty high and it was late. I can't stay out past like nine o'clock anymore. Um, okay, so what's next on your best picture preview list here? Have well, you seen Coda yet? I haven't. And I don't have Apple TV. And uh, I tried watching Coda through an alternate means. And it, <laughs> it didn't. That- it didn't Is have that a Plex server. Su- no, it didn't have mm. any subtitles when the people were signing. Oh my god! I have also no ASL. So 
Uh, I also tried. There were we. I have watched two movies through that same platform with that same issue. Creed two. Every time the Dragos were speaking in Russian, there was nothing on the screen. So I have no idea what their conversation to each other was. And then I made it. We we made it about two minutes into. Oh shit! I can't think of the name of the the movie. The John Krasinski Quiet Place. Quiet yeah, Place. The first Quiet Place with sign language and no no uh, no subtitles for the sign language. Before I was, uh, I was like, "Fuck this! We're rent. We're paying to yeah. rent it because I am not <laughs> trying. Well, yeah, this. We can't do this for a movie with no." talking what almost whatsoever yeah and coda stands for children of deaf adults so there is so much signing i got 10 minutes in and i was like oh this this can't go on (laughs) and there's also nowhere to rent it like it's not on prime it's not it's not anywhere you have to have like apple tv so do Redbox still exist i think they do right oh yeah there's there's one at the ralph's by me maybe i can i can check it out there but i do want to check it out i've heard it's good but it is musically and ah Ah, that's such a fucking tall hurdle. Musicals and Shakespeare are just my my kryptonite. It drives my fucking ADD insane. I can't handle the thousand doths, and I can't handle theater people fucking smiling at me while they sing. It makes is me that, so uncomfortable. All, so all you have left is Coda and West Side Story? No, and Drive My Car, which comes out on HBO Max this week, I think. Ah. But that is, as much as I love Japanese movies... That motherfucker's three hours, and it's supposed to subtitles, and it's supposedly very, very depressing. So it's like, oh god, three hours of misery and subtitles. But I'm gonna watch it. What's it even about? An aging, widowed actor seeks a chauffeur. The actor turns to his go-to mechanic, who ends up recommending a 20-year-old girl. Despite their initial misgivings, this very special ration relationship develops between the two that is that is not a very (laughs) like it does not make that movie sound very exciting no so it's driving miss daisy with a chick in japan sounds terrible i'm out dude (laughs) since you mentioned the quiet place i googled that and that that fucking movie rules like i i really like those two movies i can't wait for the third one to come out they're waiting they're waiting all the way until 2025, which just kind of fucking sucks. I know. Dude, I don't understand how it's going to take them that long to make uh, a new movie. The first one on a $17 million budget pulled $350 million. Fuck yeah. Oh, damn. According to Wikipedia. I, I, movie kicked ass. I agree. Did you guys watch anything? That's the end um, of my Oscar gamut. I watched something that I think you would both enjoy. Um, you guys ever heard of gay porn? No, it is. It's called Life of Crime. It's on HBO Max. Life of Crime. Let me see this. And it's a documentary. And it follows three drug addicts from 1984 all the way through 2020. They didn't get AIDS in between then? Interesting. All right. Um, 
And it's all documentary footage. It's the same documentary guy who follow, starts following them when they're shop just shoplifters. And then they go through drug habits and in and out of jail and sobriety and things like that. It is fucking interesting and completely heartbreaking. It looks like it's got really good reviews. It was re- I we really enjoyed it. How many criminal dicks are you sucking? Um, heroin addict dicks, I will be sucking <laughs> four. Oh, man. That's that's enough dick sucking to perhaps get yourself addicted. There's probably yeah. going to be heroin in the sperm. Probably. It, it It's it's really good. And, I mean, it. I, I don't want to spoil anything, but it is very in-depth. Hmm. All right. Out of needle stuff? Because you don't like that. I really, if you want to, when we break between this and Patreon, if you really want to hear, I will tell you. I don't want to spoil anything for the Puminati, but it's fucking gnarly. That's gracious of you. Fair enough. I Um, mean, I don't know if I could ever hear anything as gnarly as when Jay Muse was telling a story about how he had a syringe full of heroin in his pocket when he was running from the police evaded them, got to his friend's house, took the syringe out, and saw that the running snapped the needle off. So he shoved it up his ass, did a handstand, and plunged the heroin into his butt. This is, is gnarlier than that. Wow! All right, well, that is a ringing endorsement for this documentary. It's one of the gnarlier things I've ever seen or ever heard. What the <laughs> fuck? Yeah. I mean, he... Jeez, man. When they used to do Jay, yeah, when they used to do Jay and Silent Bob get old, that podcast on the regular, he would tell drug stories and like, you know, I guess when you get when you shoot heroin, you have to buy the powder and then cook it into the liquid, and he would just suck water up out of puddles on the street, and inject fucking street water into his veins. Miracle, he's alive. I know. Um, How is he? He's fucking sober. He's killing it. He's directing what a fucking things. Miracle. He's got a family. He's a homeowner in L.A. Oh, my God. Yeah. What a comeback story, huh? For real. Yeah, he was addicted to... He was using and addicted to heroin when they shot Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back in, like, 2000, Jeez. 2001 or whatever. Fucking Christ. Yeah. Um, Jeff, did you watch anything? Uh, I watched the second part of the uh, Kanye West documentary. Don't really have much to add. I thought it was better than the first. They just showed recording uh, session, studio sessions of uh, I thought you had seen the first two last week. No, it was just the first one. There, there's three parts. Um, they have you come watched out, them all? I think. Well, no, they come out. The first part came out two Wednesdays ago. Uh, the second one came out last Wednesday. I think the third one comes out. Um, this Wednesday okay. is really good. I thought it was better than the first part actually, but you know, just more footage of Kanye doing Kanye shit. So if you're not that into it, not into Kanye, you're not going to be into the documentary, but as far as like the documentary material, like it's fucking, it's awesome. Like it's, it's actual like footage of him in recording studios with Pharrell, Jay-Z, Ludacris. And they're all just kind of like blown away about what Kanye can do. And, it's sick, sick footage, and I, I really enjoy it. And then I got into, uh, I watched the first, I think, four episodes of Peacemaker. 
Oh. You guys did a really shitty job of selling it. It's fucking awesome. I really like it. Uh, the first, the pilot was actually the best of the four episodes, I thought. I think the jokes, they tend to get a little corny, but 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 John Cena's uh, comedic timing is fucking awesome. And, like, the action kicks ass. Robert Patrick's character is fucking terrifying and pretty good oh at God, the same yeah. point. Yeah. Um, and I'm very, I'm, I'm, it's my shit. I'm into it. It's fucking sick. The intro, I know, is supposed to be, like, fucking crazy off the wall and like really supposed to stand out and it does it's a trip uh but i i think it's good and uh, uh shame on you guys for not selling it better and forcing me to watch it earlier shuddy i i feel like we are pretty on record of talking about how awesome peacemaker is well, hold on, Shuddy, we hold on, Shuddy, before you respond shame on kevin not on you shame on kevin for not selling it better you scumbag. Right? Don't you agree with me, Shuddy? Kevin was a, not as boisterous in his approval of the show as I was, I will say. Yeah, absolutely. And we wonder why we can't get James Gunn back on here. Oh, you couple of sissies. Yeah. You couple of sissies. <laughs> God damn you. Um, fuck, sorry. Oh, I just it's, got distracted. it's Batman week. I mean, are we... Hold on, let's talk about that for a second. Are we going to do a deep dive, spoiler-filled review of Batman Monday? Because I'm going to the Chinese theater Friday to watch that shit, making a whole event out of it. I can't fucking wait. Batman and X-Men are like the only superhero things that I fuck with. Kevin, you're making a look. YouTube can see it. We can see it. I know you're doing something this weekend because you're not included in the Batman move. Are you not seeing Batman, though? Is that is that what I'm... Is that what you're about to say? There is a possibility I will not see Batman by Monday. Stop. There is also Stop. a possibility that I will not see Batman by Monday. <clears throat> I'm not. I won't. I'll tell you guys this now. <laughs> I will not be on the podcast Monday if these guys don't see Batman. I'm going to that's, Colorado that's with a my Jeff family. Clark guarantee, which isn't. I've, worth very much but i'm going to colorado is. with my family um and i there's going to be a lot of them there i don't think i can be persuasive enough to convince everybody to go to a theater for three hours is rent ran there yes she got yes she will be there just go with her just bolt with her i mean okay so here's the thing i it's do batman week kevin ah i do fly back on sunday so there is a chance I could make the argument like, let's go see Batman so I can talk about it on MSPH. She, Rant Rant is very aware of how important MSPH is. And she even sometimes asks me, what movie are you reviewing this week? So she knows. Right. It's not Rant Rant's fault at all. It's your fault. I mean, this is... This is really killing our reputation. And not only do you actually eat onions, but you're not going to go see Batman the opening weekend. I don't even, you know, what? I don't know what's what with MSPH anymore. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Due here. to your malfeasance, I am now looking up Rotten Tomatoes to give you what the score is sitting at right now. Just to taint your experience for Batman since you're being such a bitch. Leave your taint out of my mouth. Or wait, <laughs> leave my taint out of your mouth. <laughs> it is don't sitting comfortably. 
of 149 professional critic reviews, The Batman is at 89% on Rotten Tomatoes and is already certified fresh. I know, despite all my anti-Rotten Tomatoes stuff, my brothers actually still look at it from time to time just to to know. And they told me that the review embargo for Batman would be lifted today. And then after it was lifted, they told me everyone liked it, or mostly everyone liked it. So That's what I saw on social media this morning is just... Like people that have seen it flipping out, saying how great it is, but it's yeah. supposedly it's it's a it's like it's super gritty, like grittier and darker than the Nolan stuff, and it's more focused on it being a detective story. That's kind of cool. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah, so I'm into it. I'm excited. Maybe after spending you know five days in Colorado, Rent Ray will be sick of being around my ass, and I'll be like, look, I'll give you a three hour break. I'll go see Batman. But she, she she doesn't want to see it. I think she does. It's just going to be depending on like the travel, the exhaust exhaustion from snowboarding. If if she's willing to sit there for three hours and watch a Batman movie, which the prospect of a Batman movie is not all that exciting to her. Fair she's, enough. She's not a nerd. She doesn't really give much of a fuck about superhero movies. So if she if she's down to get a break from me, I'll go see it by myself. Yeah, I understand. I mean, Batman and again, X Men are like the only superhero movie that are like appointment viewing for me. And I I don't even think I saw one of the recent X Men. So Batman, I guess, is the only one that I'm really attached to still. But I'm definitely going to see it. Chinese theater. It's gonna be fucking sick, dude. Yeah. I'm I'm I mean well I and also I also have to see how packed the theaters are. Like there could be mad sold out showings. When I get back into LA, and I won't even have the option to see it. Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming. I'm assuming like the Friday and Saturday tickets. I mean, the Chinese theater. What are the other big LA theaters? I mean, they're probably sold out. I pick, I pick Alamo Draft House, and then yeah, I mean, sold out. The Regals and AMC's. Sure. And they just got rid of the indoor mask mandate in LA, so. All the people that were triggered by that are going to be flocking back to the theaters. I was triggered by that. I was super triggered by that. You remember how mad I used to get? <laughs> hey, you still went and saw Jackass with a mask. That's right. I did. No, I'm I'm excited about the mask mandate being lifted from LA. I think we were like the last remaining place in the world that still had a mask. <laughs> Definitely in America. You know, I don't. I can't. I can't weigh in on a, a Asian or European countries, but. I was I was pumped to go into the gym without a mask. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. Hey, uh, Shuddy Boy, can we still play a game today? Sure. Let me just turn on a light since I'm now sitting in the dark. Yeah. Give me a second. Have we really been going that long where Shuddy just was in the light and is now in darkness? It, we've been going for over an hour and a half. Oh, my God. Wow. So maybe we hold off on the game? Oh, uh oh, Kevin, can your reputation get any worse? You don't go see Batman opening weekend. You don't You eat onions now. Now you introduce the idea of a game. You're going to pull it away. I think we should just dive deeper into Kevin being a villain. Kevin has to go. He doesn't want to do this game. No, Let's go. nope. This is all on Shuddy Boy. I want to give the Puminati a game. Doesn't I don't, I don't think my polling numbers could take another hit. <laughs> 
You're a fucking, you're the villain of this podcast now. You piece of shit. I've been the villain of this podcast for a long time. I'm going to, I'm going to I, I know you. I get the bronze of MSPH. I'm going to walk, as somebody, this, this is what I'm going to do, for the Puminati, not for me, not because I'll get any enjoyment out of this. Once I leave the Chinese movie theater, I'm going to text you in detail the final scene. Oh, I'm just blocking you. <laughs> I'll text Rent Rant. I'll block Excuse her. Me, I have my number. That's a lie. That's a lie. I just lied. I take well, it back. In, uh, in a political decision, we are now going to be playing... Letterboxd, Letterboxd, it's Letterboxd, the D stands for dicks. So, it's the Letterboxd game. I'm sorry, Shuddy, what were you stammering about? I forgot that to make this Letterboxd game work, I needed to have Letterboxd open. Uh, and so we're going to do a, this is an actor... Supporting actor edition of oh. the Letterbox D game. I was just looking at when the Oscars actually air, and it's March 27th, which is a Sunday. So that means the show that we do before that week is when we can officially make our picks. And then the next episode will instantly be answered who, who lost. I don't like that. But and then anyway, that person will have to eat one of their own turds. The first person we are doing is J.K. Simmons. Jeff, you want to go first? I'll just go Spider-Man. Which one? The first one. The Tobey Maguire? Yeah, I'm going okay. with that one. All right. Kevin. I'll give you. I'll give my second guess, or what? What was on the fringe after Kevin's guess? I mean, he's been in some bangers. I feel like my fringe guess. This is not my official guess, but my fringe guess would be Juno, since that one won. I think it won Oscars and stuff. That was my fringe guess as well. But it's hard to fuck with Marvel movies, and it's the newest. But it broke records and shit. So I'll say Spider Man. No way home. Wait, I yeah, thought it was no way homecoming home. for some sure or for some reason. Homecoming is the first one. <sighs> Whatever. So, the original Spider-Man starring Tobey Maguire was number five. Oh, Whoa. I'm fucked. <laughs> number three was Whiplash. Ah, I was going to guess that one. I didn't even see that movie, but I just felt like that would have been the right answer. Was No Way Home. There's a... Wow. Okay. And number one was La La Land. I I completely forgot he was in that movie, to be honest. Me too. I would have guessed it anyways, but... person is Jesse Plemons. Mm. Real quick. The La La Land Oscars fiasco is seriously my favorite moment in Oscar history. If not, <laughs> it's one of the better non-sports live TV moments. It's up there with like a, a good old Kanye West award ceremony outburst. Like yeah, it's that's, just like, that's rubbing just shoulders. Like, what the fuck? That's rubbing shoulders with Kanye trying to steal a VMA from Taylor Swift and yeah. Baba Booey throwing out the worst pitch in history. Yeah, I... 
I'll, I'll, I'll nominate the Kanye Mike Myers Hurricane Katrina telethon moment as oh. probably the just just like, like the all time like just cringiest live TV moment. That like, is, oh, yes, no. that is strong. <laughs> just just the reaction alone when Mike Myers' eyes shoot out of his head like Jim Carrey in the mask when he's like President Bush doesn't like black people. Canadian ass Mike Myers probably shouldn't have been up there with Kanye West and then just Kanye West putting him in that position. Was that the first time like the the general public was like, oh, this man might be retarded? Uh, uh, Yeah, maybe. I think that's when like the consensus reached that point. But when you when you go back in the second documentary, they uh, they played his Grammy acceptance speech, and you get some hints of like this motherfucker, <laughs> Jesus Christ, this guy this guy loves himself. He yeah. loves himself. <laughs> oh wait, so uh, what was happening, Shuddy? Oh, Jesse that, Clemens, yeah, it's just, your guest, Kevin. Meth Damon, huh? Yikes. See, most of my TV suffer him is TV. Like, yeah, that's uh, all I got. like Breaking Bad and um, Fargo. <sighs> I have one guess, and if you take it, I'll be pissed. I mean, Power of the Dog. Okay, cool. I'll go Judas and the Black Messiah. Ooh. Good movie. Really good movie. I love that yeah. one. I haven't, I've only seen it once. I mean... They're both they're both Oscar bait movies. Coming in at number five, Judas and the Black Messiah. <laughs> Dude, this is like Christ. this is like me picking the seventy five dollar case every time on Queef or No Queef. Coming in at number three, doing pretty with well. With the Power of the Dog. Okay. Number two is I'm thinking of ending things. Oof! I made it through five minutes of that movie. And number one was The Irishman. Yeah, I've completely wiped every factoid about the Irishman from my head. Cause yeah, next, I don't even want to acknowledge its existence. What I'm a being snooze honest. fest. Next is Andrew Garfield. Well, this is Jeff's favorite, so you can go first. Yeah, I'll, Jeff, go first. I'll go social network. Okay. Ooh, strong. Feature film. Strong choice. Perhaps, actually, I was going to say the best, but it's not even probably top three. My brother would get mad at that. Got to go, got to go, No Way Home, Spider Man, No Way Home. (laughs) Fucking bullshit. God damn it. Just give me the $75 case again. So, coming in at number five. uh, I'm mentioning it strictly because I believe. Jeff said he hated it so much. Hacksaw Ridge. Yeah, I hated that movie. Uh, Number three was Tick, Tick, Boom. Wow, that's already in his top three. Number two was The Social Network. Okay. Oh, no. And number one was Spider-Man No Way Home. Yes! I don't, okay, I just don't feel that bad about this loss. No. Fair enough. All right. Next I didn't up. even know he was in that. I forgot that all the Spider-Men showed up in that one or whatever. Kevin, you go first. Next up is Harvey Javier Bardem. Mm. Javier Bardem. 
I got a couple. I got a couple choices rattling around in my head. Yeah, I only got really two, and I think the one I'm going to say is definitely one of Jeff's. <laughs> I think. I think Go we all it. think that. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's it's got to be No Country for Old Men. Okay, Jeff. All right. So the other one that I had in my head that I know that the title for is Before Night Falls, which I, which is the gayest movie I've ever seen. Um, so it's you're going to say a, it. A gay Cuban uh, writer, and there was just like a parade of dicks through it. <laughs> but the other one is the James Bond movie, right? He was, he was, a, wasn't he in the James Bond movie? And I can't oh, remember. I can't. I don't care for this parade. Is it Skyfall? Is that Skyfall? Is, that... is he is in Skyfall? All right, I'll go Skyfall. Okay. Since he took no country for old men, which would have been my guess. Well, um, before night falls, just so we're since it was mentioned, one, two, three, four was number 18 on the list. Skyfall is number four. Mother is number three. No Country for Old Men is number two. Suck on my dick! And Dune, which I really thought Jeff would have said was number one. <laughs> All that talk about Dune, I thought for sure this was Jeff's moment to shine. And then I'm as soon as he started talking about Before Night Falls, and I had to scroll down so far to find it, I was like, oh, God. Um, so next Suck is going to be uh, Benedict Cumbersnatch. Uh, and it's uh, Jeff's guest first. I completely forgot. I just... My age and my loss of short-term memory because of weed. I completely forgot Javier Bardem was in Dune. That bums me out. I don't, I don't even. I don't really know any Benedict Cumberbatch movies. I, I go Doctor Sh- Doctor Strange. I almost called him Doctor Strange. Yep. I mean, that is. <laughs> All right, hey. I'll go with that one. Kevin, I gotta hear some more Benedict. Oh, wait a minute. Wait okay. a minute. All right. Wait a minute. Can I take that back? You can. Yeah, your your finger did not move from the chess piece. Yep, you're good. Yeah, I kept rambling, so I can continue. Yep. Okay. I was just thinking about Doctor Strange, but what I meant to say was Avengers Endgame. Okay. Okay, what? I better, I better win this one or I fucking quit this game. <laughs> I never want to play again. What I actually meant to guess was Avengers Infinity War. <laughs> no! Oh, God. Now we're just flipping coins. I swear if I lose this bullshit. So, Doctor Strange was number six. Ragnarok was number four. (laughs) Avengers Endgame was number three. Ow! Spider-Man No Way Home was number two. And Avengers Infinity War was number one. Fucking horseshit. Ow! Suck on my dick! It's, it's gonna, it Ow. sounds like a stupid question. Avengers Endgame was the last of the two, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Correct. But <laughs> all right. Next up. Ow. Denzel Washington. Oh. Kevin, you go first. Wow. Denzel's number one. It feels like there could be like seven or eight right answers. I know. I feel like 
Mm. There's two that are competing in my brain. Yeah. I'll go with... American Gangster. Okay. I feel like Jeff is going to say the other one I was thinking of. I mean, were you thinking of Training Day? Yeah. Go training, yeah, I'll go training day. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I, Malcolm X works, right? I mean, you you went training day. Yeah, Jeff? I go training day. All right, coming in at number six. Oh no, American Gangster. Thank God. God number four. Had you selected it, Jeff, was Malcolm X. Ow. Num- number three was Inside Man. Oh, pretty good movie. Yeah, I just watched. I just watched that for the first time recently. Number two is Training Day. Where was if he got games one? Cool, but if not, where is that? He got game is way down on the list at Uh, number one, two, three, four, five, six. I'd argue Denzel's number one. Be twenty six. Uh, a film that you just reviewed called (laughs) the tragedy of Macbeth. No fucking way. That's already his number one. Yeah. Doesn't that call into question the legitimacy of letterboxd? It just means that it's most popular right now. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, that's overall popularity. It's currently the thing that's getting the most is the way I understand it. Now we're going to have some fun. We're going to shake things up. Kevin is the winner of the first six rounds by a score of 11 to 5. Blood dot. But it just so happens that this special seven point game that this final actor is seven points to whoever is highest on the list. Fucking pussy. As the person trailing Jeff, you have the choice of do you want to take first crack? Or do you want Kevin to take first shot so you know where you need to hit above? I'm definitely not deferring. I will I will take the ball first here. Okay. You idiot. The actor is Willard Christopher Smith Jr., commonly known as Will Smith. So it's popular right now. Oh no. So we it could be King Richard. I don't think Shuddy's logic is right on that one. I don't think it's what's popular now. I think it's what's getting the most interactions on Letterboxd. And it's like... Because there's there's you can search things on IMDb by popularity, which is in constant flux. But I think Letterboxd is, is permanent until something dethrones it. I... Based on this, I don't necessarily agree with that. Okay. Based on the the things that, just looking at these actors' movies, yeah, their Oscar stuff is near the top of everything. But because I, I feel like Letterboxd, as it gets more popular, like more people sign up for it and use it, and not everybody goes back and marks every movie they've seen in their whole life. They just use it as like a almost like a film journal. So not. <sighs> I think that's why some of the stuff that's really popular right now is some people's number one. But I mean, who can who can really get a fucking 
finger on the pulse of how letterbox depopularity works. That's why it's a, that's why this is a game. It makes no sense. I think I'll go with ah, man stuff. I'll go with I am legend. My 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 honorable mention. Actually, I'll say it after Kevin makes his guess. Man, because I I feel like Independence Day is going to be higher than I am legend. And I don't even know if I if if that's going to be in his top three. Will Smith, could it be Bad Boys? Ooh, could it classic. Be Bad Boys. What's my favorite Will Smith movie? It's probably Bad Boys. Hmm. I will go with none of those because I just remembered superhero movies are usually King Dick. Suicide Squad. Oh, good one. I forgot he was in that. Jeff, I was thinking I Hancock thought, for a second. I thought you had it, Jeff. I thought you had it. Oh, no. Took a, an amazing opening shot with I Am Legend, which is number three. Whoa. My honorable mention was I, uh, uh, Independence Day. That wasn't two, right? Independence Day was number six. Okay. Wow. Bad Boys was number 13. Bad Boys for Life was higher than Bad Boys 2. Disgraciad. That can't be right. That is right. Um, Terrible. Number two was Men in Black, the original. Oh. I was up there. That was in my brain for a second. And number one is Suicide Squad. <laughs> Suck on my dick! What, what, Kevin beat me 18 to 5? <laughs> 18 to 5. <laughs> I, Jeff, every time he was saying movies that were below I Am Legend, that's why I was sitting like this because I could, I just, I was so, I was, I was on the precipice of victory. Yeah. I was so getting so excited to, to announce the victory of the underdog and bring out your championship t shirts. But just like Cincinnati Bengals, they've got to go in the incinerator. <laughs> they go to Kenya, actually. <laughs> See a bunch of little African boys running around with Jeff one letterbox D. <laughs> <laughs> that and a bunch of slow children shirts. <laughs> no, we're, we're monetizing those fuckers. When 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 are those going on sale? By the way, there may or may not be something in the works. Woo! You got to listen to next week on MSPH. Yeah, perhaps. <laughs> oh man. Well, I think. Yeah, we officially ran out of time. I was going to maybe try and make a dent in the voicemails because there's a lot of them. But, uh, yeah, we'll have to push that to next week, too. Um, I, I will be back in time to for next week's episode, so we're not, we're not taking any time off. I do have to miss one episode of the Ellis Patreon, so people won't be able to leak more info into Shuddy's ears to start more wars. Um they're just doing their due diligence and making sure you're held accountable for your fucking nonsense. I know, I know. Something 
something of no better happen on this fucking snowboarding trip if you're gonna miss Batman. I know. Well, at least we got the nothing will skip a beat on Patreon. There's uh the the next week is when episode two of Dragon Ball Queef drops. As Shuddy mentions in the Easter egg, which you will hear um, post theme and theme song, people do seem pretty pumped on it, and I am I'm honestly shocked at the amount of anime enthusiasts we have listening to this show. I thought this was going to be a, a really weird fringe thing, and people are just going to laugh at Jeff describing weird things. But there's a ton of people that are into it. There are people that were like, "Oh, I'm glad you picked One Punch Man as the first show to watch and talk about because." I've seen all of One Punch Man, and it's sick. I was like, holy shit, this actually might might be a thing. So, yeah, next week, Wednesday, episode two of Queef or No Queef. Or no, which Queef show is this? Dragon Ball Queef. Yeah, we can't keep our Queefs in, in order. There's a lot of Queefs flying around our Patreon. Uh, stay tuned for Demolition Queef coming soon. And uh, that Patreon is patreon.com slash Hour. Please check it out. Just give it a trial month, sample the content. I have a very, very strong suspicion you will stick around and be one of the lifers that are always on there, interacting with us, commenting, giving suggestions, all that stuff. Tons and tons of programming there. Um, you can also follow us on Instagram. I'm at Kevin Craft. At Shuddy Boy. At Jeff Rowe Records. At MSPH Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. Uh, if you want to be a part of voicemails, yay, just call 201 Four seven two zero one three nine, and leave a message after the beep, or you can just shoot your emails to madscientistpartyhour at gmail.com. Keep your eyes peeled to our socials so we can get Oshido to the top spot in this contest by square pa- Squarespace like it belongs. Um, all interactions will be greatly, greatly appreciated. Bet Slippin' Podcast, check that out. Jeff yeah. Sports Gambling. My sports betting stuff, obviously crushing the NBA regular season. I've been killing it lately. Uh, tailed off a little bit in golf, even though I won one of my best bets this past week. But uh, definitely going to be handicapping uh, some NBA season, NBA regular season basketball this week and the upcoming Arnold Palmer Invitational. So check that out. Yeah, and shout out to everybody. I don't know what, what happened to our YouTube algorithm, but there's our last three episodes. A shitload more people have been watching those. So shout out to you and... If you want to help the algorithm, you, you can subscribe. YouTube.com slash Mad Scientist Party Hour. It all, it all helps. It all helps nudge us a little bit forward. So thank you all, friends. Thank you for listening, and we will catch you next time. But until next time, ooh, something. Ooh. Uh-oh. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Ugh. Let's see. Why is this taking so long? Come on, you bag of farts. Uh, uh. Chill, 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 chill. Yep. Well, look at these hey, two. Hey, what's up, Kevin? Conspiring. Oh, I can't hear you. These uh, back at this. <sighs> mm. 
our fearless leader leading the way. Rather be a fucking scumbag than you two skirt-wearing, conspiring pussies. DDSB. That's him. Yeah. Dum-dum scumbag. <laughs> oh, we're conspiring. We'll let the Puminati weigh in on who's uh, more suspect out of this crew. Cause oh, oh, gee, I wonder who they'll pick. Shuddy brought, brought some interesting stuff to light um, when we connected before before you jumped on the the horn. Let me, I just emailed you the evidence. I don't. Me. Yep. You. Okay. I, I don't Man, know if it's you know going to work. I feel like I need to, we, we're going to add a fourth person to the show. <laughs> so yeah, I can, is it going to be a rent rant? Someone just totally in yours? No, because she'll probably side with you guys. Okay. I'll find, I'll find somebody. Cause it's, it's long overdue of you two fucking pussies making out behind my back. Whatever. I took shit from the two of you for years, and now it's finally coming back. And Shuddy has wisened up, Ugh. and I've wisened up a little bit, and we've connected, and now I've we've also, turned the guns on you. I've also had my fair share of trials in kangaroo court, so I don't know why all of a sudden that the... Recording in progress. Oh, nope, that's Recording stopped. <laughs> oh my goodness, it says... My options are leave meeting <laughs> or approve. Yeah, those are, those are the options we get when you hit record. Wow, treacherous. Usually it takes everything in my power to not pick leave meeting, but I don't. <laughs> Kevin. So do you know what charges you're about to be arraigned on in kangaroo court? No, but I'm very confident of of its nature. <laughs> oh yeah, should be. I'm gonna go out on a limb and guess that it's retarded. Well, on Shuddy's on Shuddy's behalf. It's for it's for the listeners will, to. I will decide. Babe Ruth. I will Babe Ruth this. I expect to have zero percent Puminati support. On your side or on our side? On my side. I am yeah. far and away the least favorite person on MSPH. I, I, I do not know. I'm going to... This is probably a conversation uh, for off-air. Uh, but all the love that Dragon Ball Queef is getting is... I'm happy for you guys, but also make me feel like I'm the least favorite out of everybody. Because Wait, what? Dragon Ball Queef has gotten more comments and things on Patreon than everything else I've done by myself solo or with Dom combined. <laughs> oh, that's not true at all. You guys have like a whole bunch of people will watch the movies you guys watch on. Uh, what the fuck did I just watch? I even see. Puminati members like ranking them on Letterbox D when you guys when you guys do an episode. Yeah, but comments wise, oh, eh, it's tough to get people I mean, to comment, and and people love weighing in on first episodes of things. That's all I meant. Like I'm looking at it, and I just opened Patreon right now, and there's Dragon Ball Queef sitting strong at 14 comments. 
Well, yeah, because everybody's weighing in. You know, people, we, we ask for suggestions. Why don't you do an episode with us, Shuddy? I can make that happen. Yeah. Well, we kind of do it, uh, or, well, the plan moving forward is to kind of do it, uh, what the fuck did I just watch style, just to kind of like, it'll be tough for me to go to Kevin every week or him to come to me. So we're going to have to do a couple of them where we just just uh, connect via Zoom and I watch on my streaming device or whatever, and he watches on one of his. So that should definitely be one we get you on for. But I just know one that you haven't seen either. I know, uh, Shuddy, you have a like a really busy schedule, so you know, devoting time to record a show on top of watching something. uh, uh, It's not. So let me. It's not that I'm feeling left out. Like it's not like you guys. This has been something that you guys pitched to me and I wanted no part of. So I'm not like, I'm not, it's not like I'm upset at you guys for doing something without me. It's just like when I log into Patreon and like Masters of the Puniverse got no love, very, I shouldn't say no love, but it was not received as well as I had anticipated it would be. That's all. It's just a little bit of feeling like maybe recording in progress need kevin and jeff in order for me to be funny well that is 100 not true i've listened to every episode of what the fuck did i just watch well after, i consider it very entertaining after we have kevin's kangaroo court case we'll do the the puminani patreon subscribers kangaroo court case and no 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 no, no, no. no, no. how no, much abuse I, do we want to put ourselves through today yeah no no let's just let's just come on let's beef up our exit survey to. stuff i love those <laughs> I like going into the exit surveys uh, and seeing that it's because of financial situations changing. I feel bad for the Puminati that had to make that decision, but I'm, you know, I'm glad it's a, it's a me. It's one of those, it's not you, it's me kind of thing. Yeah. yeah <laughs> like, it's, it's a budgetary thing. I can feel better about myself. Hearing like that. The, the exit surveys that directly target me really, really sting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Shut yeah. you don't put that out into the ether because that's just going to encourage it. Oh, shit. Yeah. Like, we got a couple straight up that were Jeff's COVID comments have got me to quit this. I'm done here. Shuddy's like, oh. behavior is unacceptable. Yep. Those are... <laughs> but today, Kevin gets to be the piece of shit. Now we're gonna bring this up on the main episode. Throw the Scudagera up. Who knows how he actually feels about him? Oh, you know, oh, Jeff. What? You just fucking tipped our hand. Yep. I, I, you don't. I, they're mis- they're mosquitoes or bugs. That's not the. We're not talking about the same thing. We're talking about something different. Jeff, you are retarded like a fox. <laughs> Doesn't matter. It's gonna if you know what we're talking about, which I'm not even convinced you do. Oh, I think we're I gonna did. tell you again in ten minutes, anyways. Doesn't okay. even matter. I mean, all right. I mean, I, I could be wrong. You're 100 percent right, but I, I, I do I feel know. that that tip tipped your guys's hand. <laughs> all right, then really I want you does. to. I want you to guess before we talk about it on the main episode. Because I, I, what I said, I don't think is any way uh, um, 
leads you to what we're going to talk about. But maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. It sounds like I am. Shuddy and Shuddy I both had, had the, the same, same reaction. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, <laughs> but I, I, I'm confused. Scooter Gear, right? Did I say it right? I mean, it, it I don't has know. nothing to do with what you said about the bug. It was the part after that. No. Yeah. I'm just saying, he's not really a death metal fan, probably. I mean, who knows? <laughs> So we're just doubling. <laughs> uh, all right, I love the, the when Jeff gets in these moods. Like I just said something that's wrong, so let me just say it a different way, but say the same exact thing. I don't want to bend it. I want to break it. I want to fucking break it. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'll throw out an early guess. That's very vague. I have a feeling this has something to do with uh, something that I admitted behind a paywall. I don't think so. No, probably not. <laughs> It has everything to do with your double-double animal style orders. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right. Are we good to go here? Uh, hold on. Let me find that. I, I'll i just whiff, ring. Uh, hold on. Let me finish having the stroke first. Um, I'll just wing the, the show intro. Let me just make sure I have the, the bed, the show intro. Oh, this is not going to go well, well for me today. You really are struggling through this. Yeah. What's up, bro? I don't know. What'd you get into this weekend? Thought you were just chilling mostly. I was. Maybe you and the, Rent Rant with the staycation. Maybe the edibles really uh, just took up residency in my brain. I don't. Okay, there it is. Yep. A button got added at some point and moved the fucking intro music. Oh! It's not I, this uh... one. It's not that I know it. We should enter. We should have. I mean, I think episode six hundred. We should start with a new theme song. Like moving forward, or just that episode. Moving forward. Damn, that's an that's an interesting thought. After six hundred episodes, I mean, as I mean, I went on record pretty early on that I was not a fan of our intro music. It must have been really early on because I don't remember you ever saying this. As Jeff has recently learned, um, in the world of anime, the OP can can change uh, quite regularly, even multiple times in one season, let alone after 600 episodes. No. Shuddy Boy just was disgusted by that. Well, I don't know what OP means, so... I'm kind of uh, I'm kind of lost into to what you were saying. I'm assuming you mean that the theme song can change. But I think OP means outro theme song. But yeah, yeah, pretty much. No, the OP right? the OP is the intro, uh, the and ED the ED is, is the, the ending. All right, that's what it was. So that's why I you you saw a blank expression on my face because I was trying to. Uh, go on context clues based on what we were talking about and what you were actually had said, trying to figure out what OP meant. Yeah. You were on the right ballpark though. All right. We're ready to go. We're ready to do this. Yeah, sure. From Los Angeles, California, we're the mad scientist party hour. <laughs> 